thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to the Wellness Guys Show with wellness experts Dr. Lawrence Tam, Dr. Damian Kristoff, and Dr. Brett Hill. Welcome to the Wellness Guys. I'm Damien Christoph. Brett and Lawrence are still away, and I am joined by my fabulous co-host of 100 Not Out, the co-host of Inside the Champions Mind, the CEO of the Wellness Couch. He's an incredible bloke. He's one of my besties, Marcus Pierce. Now, Marcus, this is a weekly show dedicated to bringing wellness into your lives, and tonight, I want you to introduce our special guest. It is an absolute honor, Damo, to be on the Wellness Guys, and an even greater honor to introduce our guest on this episode, because I reckon ever since episode one of the wellness guys came out there has been demand to have tyler tolman on this podcast and it it is with great pleasure that we cross over to one of the absolute authorities in whole foods to one of the authorities in living really our healthiest life possible to be the best version of ourselves we are crossing over to bali today to interview tyler tolman before he comes over here demo to australia to inspire people in Perth, Adelaide, Melbourne, Sydney, and Brisbane. Tyler Tolman, welcome to The Wellness Guys. Wow, what an introduction. Thank you for having me. Uh, It's great to have you on board, Tyler. You have got a fascinating story to tell. I know parts of it, but really your story of, of, of growing up and spending some time with your dad and how you got into this whole food movement, uh, it's phenomenal. Would you be kind enough to share your story or parts of it for the people that are wondering um, how it is that you've come to um, get to this point in your life today? Yeah, for sure. Well, you know, it starts off in the good old US of A. And, you know, I was actually raised by my mother and was raised in a situation of what would I, what I would call a sad diet or standard American diet. Um, you know, we were fairly poor. I went to school I had the school lunch, which was typically a burger and some fries or some pizza or, you know, some carton milk or whatever that was. And so I had an exposure into kind of the American culture like everybody else did. But what was different for me is when I was a teenager, I had an opportunity to go and stay with my father and he had a 200 acre farm and would literally have people come out that had had you know, diabetes and multiple sclerosis and Alzheimer's and even cancer, you know, even late stages of cancer and things. And, you know, it was really shocking for me to see this type of thing at at about the age of 13 years old. And I would watch him facilitate these fasting programs where he would take fruits out of the trees and vegetables out of the garden. And simply we would all juice them together and he would teach people about simple principles of health. And, you know, I honestly thought these people were going to die the way that they looked and the way that they were acting. And within as little as one to two weeks, these people would completely transform. Their skin would take on a totally different color. There was just a spark that would ignite in them. And it was just like there was this reconnection with life. So that's a little bit of my experience. Um, As a child as well, uh, my older sister, my dad's firstborn child, was given a vaccination and had a reaction. So she's mentally handicapped from that. Wow. And so from that experience, um, you know, my dad was absolutely, you know, on it and making sure that no, none of other of his kids ever had any vaccinations. So, you know, he's had 11 more since then. 11 more children. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so he really wow. wanted to make sure that it didn't happen again by having as many yes. kids to yeah, just drive it home. 
Yeah, and so, you know, kind of for me, it was like by having 11 brothers and sisters that weren't vaccinated, I was raised in a situation that was, you know, slightly different. Um, but I just noticed that we never got sick like a lot of the other kids, you know, and I noticed that my friends got sick a lot. And I, I never got sick. Yes, I got, you know, stuffed up nose and little stuff here and there quite often as you do when you're a kid, but I never really got sick. And I noticed my brothers and sisters didn't get sick either. Now, remember, we also were eating the same diet. I was still yeah. living the same lifestyle as everybody. So That's the sad people, diet, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You know, and people say, oh, what's it like being raised with your father who's such a health guru? I was like, well, actually, I didn't really take on his principles until I was 16. Wow. So, wow. yeah, you know, I'd, I'd gone out and I'd stay with him and I'd go home and go back into the same old crap. And I literally got to the point of smoking cigarettes, smoking marijuana, doing really stupid things. And I was suicidal at the age of 16. Oof. And just, wow. you know. I called my dad, bawling my eyes out, and just said, Dad, I don't want to live anymore if this is what life is like. And he just invited me to come and live with him. He literally said, have your mom take you to the airport tomorrow. I'll have an airline ticket waiting. And he did. And just overnight, my whole life was transformed. Yeah, and quite clearly for the better. That's fantastic, Tyler. That's a, that's a really good story, and I think a lot of a lot of people get into health and they get into well being and they they get into you know spreading the message um, from an event. And now it took sixteen years for you to kind of realize that you needed to be amongst it and get amongst it and teach the the rest of the world. Actually, it, it took you sixteen years to work out that you were doing the wrong thing. How long was it before you worked out that you needed to be spreading the message as well, like your dad? Well, you know, as soon as I moved to live with him, you know, obviously things were quite different. Um, you know, he ate a different type of diet, lived a different type of lifestyle. Uh, but I would say about six months into living with him, um, I had an experience for myself. Um, and what I would say was, you know, I used to sneak away and eat chicken tacos or get a burger at this place called the Burger Barn. And, uh, you know, it wasn't until like six months of eating mostly healthy, but just sneaking away and eating that stuff that all of a sudden I had a major like breakthrough. And I was sitting there, I was, you know, sitting in this burger barn, eating this burger, kind of like my little fun time to sneak away and do it. And I actually fully connected with it. And for the first time in my life, I just felt this like greasy, disgusting like death feeling going down my throat and I swear it was almost like I had a vision of the cow and the whole process and I literally got sick and like ran outside of this burger barn and was like nearly nauseous and pale white and I had this like moment of like oh my god I'm actually one of those weirdo vegetarian people now <laughs> um, yeah, and it was that point, it was like, wow, you know, I really want to jump on board with what my father's doing. And it was at that point, he was actually starting a company called The Brain Garden. So it was the perfect timing. Um, I was a very outgoing kid, and so I went around and, and got all of my friends and got their parents. And literally, the first presentations my dad did were for about 40 or 50 of my friends and their parents and a bunch of people. So from there... Um, we literally worked together building this business. Obviously, he was the brains and the inspiration and the knowledge and everything else. And I went into a, you know, we rented this little place and I went in and actually made this food called Pulse and I made personal care products and he showed me how to do all the different things. And so over the coming years, we literally would travel to 
you know, the surrounding states. We lived in Utah. We'd go to Colorado. We'd go to Idaho. We'd go different places in Utah and get together 30 or 40 people. And he would just talk to them about his experience traveling around the world and what he had learned throughout the years and would get people to, you know, simply do like a 30-day cleanse on this food called Pulse. And it was really inspiring because every month or two, we'd go back to these same places. And now there'd be, you know, 20 or 30 people more and then 30 or 40 people more. And it was like these people would almost knock us over telling us how much weight they lost, how much energy they had, how their skin conditions cleared up and all these different things with diabetes and everything else. So I was hooked. You know, it was like I was traveling with my father from that time forward, literally for the next six six to seven years, I was traveling with my dad and, and promoting these products and also going to health expos, conventions, and and putting on little booths and talking about the food. You know, seeing my dad speak so many times, I just soaked it up like a sponge. And then I think it was probably, you know, four or five years later that I was actually asked to do a presentation myself, um, which was a really nerve-wracking experience, but obviously got through it. And that's been the beginning of, of Tyler Tolman. Well, it's a fabulous story. It's a, it's incredible. And when you were talking about your hamburger moment at the Burger Barn, um, I, I, I kind of wondered when you were saying that, do you think based on all of your experience, I mean, with the, the retreats that you run on juicing and fasting and, you know, the water fasts and all of the, all of the challenges that people are having, do you get a sense based on even your own experience that almost a part of the human condition is that we have to wait for things to get really bad before we have these epiphanies or these enlightenments or we we go and make a massive shift how bad do you think people need to how much do you think people need to wait before they actually begin to take action you know that's that's a really good question and i've really had a lot of intellectual space around this lately because a big part of me kind of believes that People are getting sick for a reason. People get diabetes. They get diagnosed with cancer or heart disease or these things for a reason. And I think that the big reason is it's like a big cosmic wedgie or a big slap in the face. You know what I mean? Like It's a bum drag. Yes. Like, exactly. Like, people aren't living their passion and doing what they're here to do. And a lot of times, you know, just like you said, it takes – you know, getting into the worst type of situation before really people look at their lives and say, oh, you know, what do I have to do to like really step up my game? It's uh, it's unfortunate, isn't it? It's uh, it's crazy. We, um, over here in Australia, we've, and look, it's obviously when it's on the internet, it's worldwide. Um, we've got some people that are part of a club that we run called the Wellness Couch Club. And I was so excited that we were going to interview you for a number of reasons. One, I, and I stand corrected because I actually thought that you were vegan, but you're vegetarian. So we'll talk more about that later on. But they've got some questions. And Cara Henstries, and she'll love that I've, I've mentioned her name, actually. Love Cara. Yeah, we love. She's fantastic. Hey? She says, I'm interested in his Pulse Raw Food Blend. Maybe a question around that and the colon cleanse if it comes up. Now, I'm just going to say... I've seen that you've got these four-day cleanses, that, a colon cleanse that you can do, and you've got this pulse blend that you've got. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Can can mums or people who are working do this, this colon cleanse, or do they need to take days off, or is it easier to do? Absolutely. Now, look, everybody is a little bit different, but yes. for the most case, when somebody starts a four-day colon cleanse, they can literally – you eat two tablespoons, you mix it with warm water, maybe a little bit of honey. Yeah. Unless you're vegan, you can use something else. 
Um, sure. And you just snack it kind of like a porridge. And what happens is over two or three days, it really builds up with the fiber and with bentonite clay. Oh. Now, bentonite clay pulls the pesticides, herbicides, metals, mercury, different types of things out of the body. Um, but it, it, it grows this kind of rope. So a lot of people think, oh, I can't do a colon <laughs> cleanse because I'll be at the toilet all day. But that's actually not the case. Most people will actually slow their bowel movements for the first two or three days. Meaning like they'll just be able to go on doing like they're doing and then two to three days later you'll just feel like, oh wow, I really got to go to the bathroom like you normally would. And a rope but comes then, out. But yeah, then when you go to the bathroom, you'll just have a massive release. Now, <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. I love talking poo, Tyler. This is good. Yeah, I, I love talking I love it. Too, yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. So we've got bentonite clay bound up with a heap of fiber with pulse. Yeah. We're doing it for four days. We're going to pull out a rope at the end of it. And, well, uh, the colon cleanse is just the four days of the fiber mix uh, with the bentonite. Yeah. And I would say the first time people do it, they'll have a little bit of movement towards the end. The second time you do it, you'll have probably a lot of movement by the end. And okay. by the third time you do it, by day two, you will be so shocked at the <laughs> amount of crap that comes out of your body. You will just be like, oh, my God, where did all this go before when I did it? Well, my fascination, my fascination radar, well, my fascination radar is peaking right now. Like I'm, I'm thinking, well, okay, I'm, I'm going to try this on. This yeah, sounds mate, good. You know, I've actually got, I've, I've, I've got the uh, Tyler Tolman four day colon cleanse in my hand right now. Really? Uh, yeah, because Sarah's not had completed, obviously. And, <laughs> no, no, it's actually, it's actually Sarah's had this uh, for ages, and maybe I'm not going to give her, I'm not going to make excuses for her. Maybe it's because we've got two kids that she hasn't actually done it. But it's sitting here, and I asked, it's there's half a kilo of it here, Tyler. How much yeah. does half a kilo last? Is it when you said oh, by the second or third time you're doing it? Can you run it? Do you yeah. get it? Do people need to get a few packs to do it a few times? Is one pack one one session? How does it yeah, roll? Look, the way that we do it is there's a uh, the hardcore way to do it is the four days just eating the colon cleanse. You can have an apple, you can drink some juices, but you're mainly just eating that as food. So you're kind of fasting uh, as well. Way, yes, pretty much. But you're you know it's a lot of bulk, so like you're not going to be hungry. Um, and then you can do a 30-day program, which is just taking one tablespoon every morning. So that's just giving you more fiber every day for 30 days. Yeah. Um, but essentially, one pack is for that four or that 30-day process. But we put in enough that you could probably get one and a half out of it. But what I will say is if you've had it for ages, it might go rancid because it's, it's ground up different seeds and stuff. Ah, yes. Um, so, you know, when you buy it, you're supposed to use it within a month or two and put it in the fridge because it is food, essentially. Might be time to buy now, a new packet. Yeah, and the <laughs> one other thing I want to say is this is an ancient Egyptian brilliant knowledge. The ancient Egyptians took four days out of every single month. Every single month they took four days and they would do digestive cleansing with clays which extracted all the poisons and toxicities which had potentially been accumulated, but then the fiber to really clean out the bowel because they realized if you want to have vitality, health, and strength, you have to have a free-flowing, what they called the Nile River, which was you know, <laughs> the river of life that flows through your body essentially. 
Oh, I love it. I love it. Love now, it. the other, I mean, Debbie and Melissa and Sarah will love that answer. They, they also ask questions of you, Tyler, about that. But just going on from what the ancient Egyptian knowledge was, the Ayurvedic Indian people also believe that downward movement is very, very important. And they also talk about a two or three or four day bowel cleanse for women in particular who suffer from menstrual pain and, um, and a lack of downward flow and, and, and the absence of the period and all those sorts of things. So maybe this is a, a, a wisdom that's kind of gone through all of the cultures except for Western culture. Yeah, well, I would say it comes from Atlantis. Plato talked about Atlantis. And if you know the true history of Atlantis, they knew that a cataclysm was coming. And there were different races that spread around the world from there. So the Vedas, the ancient Vedas, were the context that were given to them. And then there's the Egyptians. And then there was the white race who went up to Scandinavia and Europe uh, and the black race that went to Africa. So if you look into Egyptian literature, that's all I'm giving you here is that's exactly what the Egyptian literature says is that we all came from Atlantis. Um, and there's similar information and also similar pyramids and initiatory temples all around the world based on the technology from Atlantis. Wow. Oh, Tyler, Damien and I love this kind of wisdom. We're sitting here right now just thinking that we don't have to ask any questions. We could hear you talk the whole time, but we know it's part of our role to ask questions. You, you've mentioned Absolutely. before <laughs> that um, you know, you've learned a lot from, from Pythagoras and Socrates and Da Vinci and uh, Hippocrates, but I know it's a broad question, but can you kind of give us some more gold of what, you've, what you really love from the teachings of some of the, some of the greats from history? Yes, you know, I would say that Pythagoras is my kind of all-time hero, um, and there's deeper reasons for that than I'm willing to discuss here, but he was a mathematician, and essentially he was using sacred geometry in all ways, just like the ancient Greeks, just like the ancient Egyptians. you got to understand that he went to Egypt for 30 years, okay, and gained a lot of their knowledge, became a master physician. A lot of people that talk about Hippocrates and how amazing he was laying the foundation of modern medicine, he was only there for seven, becoming a basic physician. But the reason I love Pythagoras so much is because he gathered all this information from around the world and from Egypt and opened up the Pythagorean Academy, and he literally welcomed everyone to come into his academy um, if they were willing to go through the initiatory process, which was a, a certain amount of days that you would fast on water. And then upon entrance to the school, you were given a shoulder strap pouch and what he called golden measured meals. He also referred to it as the meal of Hercules. And this was a very specific ratio of dried fruits, nuts, and seeds and things that these individuals would eat for a three-year period. And during this three years, they weren't allowed to speak literally to anybody who had been at the school longer than them. They could speak to anybody that came into the school after them and share, and everything was passed word to mouth. Nothing was documented. But if you look into the Judeo-Christian literature, the Bible, um, if you look at the story of Daniel, Daniel was a prophet in the times of King Nebuchadnezzar, and King Nebuchadnezzar wanted to rule the world, so he gathered together three to 5,000 young men um, in his encampment in Babylon, and was teaching them the tongue of the Chaldeans and astrology and music and mathematics and the art of warfare. And there was four guys talked about, Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, 
who refused to eat the king's food, which were, you know, the meats and the sweet meats and the dainties and the different things the king and all the wealthy people had eaten. And he said, give us pulse to eat and water to drink. Now, this food called pulse, supposedly that they ate, was an interesting thing talked about. But it says after three years of eating this food, again, you have Pythagoras having people for three years go through this process. You have Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego from an Essene type of group that were eating this food only and drinking water. It says after three years, they were tested by King Nebuchadnezzar, and they were tested by all of the, the king's advisors and teachers and found to be 10 times more intelligent than even the teachers. And they were found to be stronger than everyone else. Um, and they became, you know, basically number one to the king. They became generals of the armies. Daniel was a prophet and a seer to the king. Um, and what you'll find out is in history, Pythagoras traveled to Babylon and was actually put in prison probably at the same time Daniel was put in prison because they both lived in the same era. So these guys were kind of talking and there's multiple scrolls and information from you know different places that talk about this sacred meal that is so interesting. Oh my gosh. This is incredible. Like I never thought that we would be hearing about this in this interview, Tyler. This is uh this is great. And I know that our listeners will be going, Oh my gosh, I wanna be I wanna go and see this guy. I wanna go and watch him. And so I hope that they all get to your uh, to your tour that's coming up. So this this is just amazing. Tyler, I when we were speaking off air earlier on, um I thought you were vegan. And I thought you were vegan, I think I I don't know why I thought you were vegan. I think just because many people would think that you are and there's this perception that you are vegan. But you're not vegan, are you? You you're vegetarian and you live a a whole food lifestyle, is that correct? Yes. You know, I would say a lot of people think I'm a raw foodist mm-hmm. and a lot of people think I'm a vegan. <laughs> yes. Good at pushing would, you into I, labels, aren't we? Yes. <laughs> Yeah, and you know, I'm into a whole food plant-based diet, yep. and I think that that's Same. the key to health and longevity. Yep. Uh, I'm not into the just the energy around being a raw foodist or being a vegan or these sorts of things because it really like puts you into a box. Yeah, categorized. Absolutely. So it's just like, you know what? I eat whole foods. I eat plants. I'm on a constant evolutionary scale going towards where I'm going and come along with me. Um, that's pretty much what I promote. You know, the, the business is called conscious lifestyler. So it's just being conscious of our lifestyle, doing the best that we can. And look, you know, my father has obviously been, you know, the biggest impact in my life. And I always question everything. I'm always questioning things. I'm always pushing the limits of different things. And, you know, what I've learned from my father is that we can eat food and have food provided without killing animals. And it's in that killing of animals process that essentially, you know, maybe there's a karmic thing or there's something where, or you could just say it's unhealthy, whatever there. But, you know, when my dad had a farm, he had a goat. When my dad had a farm, he did have chickens. Yeah. And it was sustainable to collect some of the chicken eggs and let some of them hatch. And so we did have eggs at times, um, but they didn't have hormones and they didn't have, you know, the chickens were just running around scratching in the dirt. So, for me, I'm not going to go eat eggs unless I know it's a healthy chicken that's scratching the dirt that hasn't had you know, antibiotics and hormones and a bunch of crap shoved down its throat, and it lives in a crap situation. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, we yeah. get you. We get you. Yep. Yeah. Eating, eating from health. Yeah. Now, the, yeah, sorry, you were going to say? Yeah. 
you know, it's the same thing, you know, like with milk, you know, I would, you know, you look at the whole industry and just what goes on in there and it's hard for me to justify, you know, drinking milk and having dairy products with what's happening. So I always have to constantly look at what I'm doing and, and uh, am I contributing to things that I really don't want to be a part of and constantly modifying my life based on that. And, you know, we did have a goat. We could milk a goat ourselves. My experience was the, the goat was actually happy to be milked because its tits were so freaking big they're about to pop. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. You know, the cat would come over and you'd squirt some in its mouth and you'd get your own. And the kids, the goat's kids, would have enough to drink. And we would make our own butter and we made our own things. Um, you know, but essentially these days, you know, I don't have a goat. So it's not really something I'm, I'm going to be doing. Now, Tyler, you are on about, you're about to hop on a plane uh, to come over and speak here in Australia. You're in Perth. On the day that this episode is recorded, you'll be in Perth on the 13th of October. And then you're in Adelaide, Melbourne, Sydney, and Brisbane, Monday through Friday. And you, know, you and your dad are really renowned around the world for fasting and detoxification. And I know people that are listening are going, well, how do I know if I'm ready to do this bentonite clay? Or how do I know if I if my body needs a detox? I kind of have two questions. The first one is, how do you suggest people check in with themselves, with their bodies to know if they're ready for this? And then the second one is, you know, almost I would say your most, ex- your, your most extreme fast would be a 40-day water fast. People might go, oh my gosh, a 40-day water fast. But can you tell us how this occurs, why it occurs, and, and who kind of comes to those, um, those fasts, those programs? Yes, yes, definitely. Okay, so question one. Um, how do you know if you need to do a cleanse, like especially a colon cleanse? Well, you know, if you eat a good-sized meal, you should go poop within 45 minutes to an hour. That's a really good way to know. If you're not going poo after eating a meal, because when we eat a meal, it stimulates what's called peristaltic action, and our body within 30 to 45 minutes will eliminate waste from a previous meal to make room for the one coming in. Now, I would also say that our... The human default setting is divine health. If you don't have exuberant energy, if you're not passionate, if you don't feel good, if you know, if you just don't have kind of a, a, a you know a little kick in your step and and feel good, then it's obvious you're doing something wrong. Because every person should most of the time feel somewhat pretty good. So hopefully that answers that question. Yeah. If you're not feeling optimal, clean your digestive system. I say clean your clacker, you know, get all this <laughs> stuff out, and you'll feel better. And if you don't feel better, clean your clacker every month for four days for the next six months, and I promise you, you'll have a, a supreme transformation in mental clarity, energy, and all of these other things. Okay, moving on to fasting. Yeah. <laughs> I, would, I would not recommend anybody do 40 days of a fast, especially on water. It's a very hardcore thing to do. Um, people that have done that type of thing are Pythagoras, Moses, Elijah, Gandhi, like some people who had, had fasted many times who really have a lot of knowledge and information around it who are very spiritual as well. Um, and they knew what to do to do that. So a lot of people hear me and my dad speak you know, about fasting. They're like, oh my God, I'm going to go do a 40-day water fast. Please do not. Yeah, people people have literally died doing it, and I know people who have died doing it, and it's not cool. So that's why I facilitate fasting programs specifically. Uh, but even at my programs, we're only getting people to fast for 21 days. But during that 21 days, we're doing 
all kinds of you know protocols. We're getting up first thing in the morning. We're oil pulling. Um, we're hydrating properly. We're going down to the beach. We're really grounding into the sand, going for a long walk. We're doing sun gazing. We're doing skin cleaning. We're doing very specific enemas um, using specific things that were used by the ancient Egyptians to really clean the digestive system out. We're supporting the detoxification process of defecation, urination, perspiration, and respiration um, by doing breathing exercises, very specific breathing techniques for oxygenating the body, um, cleaning out excess acid. So there's a lot of things we're doing. And, and typically, the type of people that come to my programs are people that really need it. I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm going to be honest, the program's $18,000. Not anybody's just going to say, oh, yeah, let's go do Tyler's 30-day program. Yeah. Um, it's typically people who like, you know what, either they really need to discover who they are and they're just like, you know, I need something to really transform my life or they are people who are chronically ill. You know, we've had people with liver cancer, colon cancer, multiple people with brain tumors, lung cancer, um, lymphatic cancer, leukemia, uh, diabetes, type one and type two diabetes. And they all go well, Tyler, they all go well. Um, no, they don't all go, you know, they don't all heal completely. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to be fully honest with you. Like this 30 day program is to teach them the principles to cleanse their bodies yeah. and to say, look, you continue on this path, give yourself six months to a year or even two years and you're going to be in a really good place. Different spice, And that's man. what this is about. You know, cancer takes sometimes three to five years to grow to where it's even detectable. So to think you're just going to reverse that in 30 days, you know, you got another thing coming. Now, we have had that happen. You know, we've had some profound cases of Lyme disease, diabetes completely healed. Um, we have had cases of, uh, you know, a guy that had stage four colon and liver cancer, and he went home and continued to fast, and two months later got blood tests, everything else, and he was completely free of cancer. His name's Danner. You know, he worked in the mines, you know, big old tattoos, biker looking guy, and just a big teddy bear when he left. Um, and so there are cases, you know, we had a guy come with a three and a half centimeter brain tumor. And in only 15 days of fasting, he went home and got tested and had an 86% reduction in the tumor. Um, but again, you know, he's continuing to live a lifestyle and do what he needs to do to completely eliminate um, cancer altogether. That's and, you know, cool. what that brings up for me as well is like, you know, it's not just physical. We put people through this breathwork session. You know, this guy, Damien, you know, from, from Melbourne, he's, you know, 24 years old, 25, 24, 25 years old. And he comes with this three and a half centimeter brain tumor. And halfway through this breathwork session, he's just bawling and he's going into a seizure because the brain tumor causes these seizures. And we were able to talk him in out of the seizure, which once you start a seizure, like he's never been able to stop it before. And he fully had this breakthrough and knew 100%. He's like, I know why I have a brain tumor. He's like, I hate my father. I've hated and resented my father for so long. That's why I have this brain tumor. And I, I forgive him and I love him. And he was bawling his eyes out. And it was the most liberating experience to watch somebody who has a, a you know a, a physical disease due to emotional stuff 
that's just been stuck with them. And to be able to identify that, you know, during a fast and have the physical and the emotional cleansing was just, it was the most amazing experience ever. Tyler, there's absolutely no doubt that you're doing inspiring work um, right around the globe. And we truly thank you for it. It's absolutely, uh, again, it's been an honor for, for Damien and I to be able to get an insight into what makes you tick and how you've been able to create uh, the wonderful work that you have. So sincere gratitude for sharing your message on the Wellness Guys with us tonight. Well, thank you so much for having me. Um, I'd just say my only drive in life, I don't know why, is just to see people healthy and happy, kids eating fruits and vegetables, parents outdoors playing. Like It really is what makes me tick. Now, guys, for everyone listening, you have heard Tyler's inspiring stories. You can um, access Tyler in Australia this week. Go to tylertolman.com to access um, Tyler. He's in Perth uh, and then after Perth on Monday – it is uh, Adelaide on the 14th, Melbourne on the 15th, Sydney on October 16th, Brisbane on October 17th. Tyler, all the very best in Australia. And again, thank you so much for joining us on The Wellness Guys. Let me just thank you guys so much for what you do. Um, I've just been looking through your website and seeing the events that you guys put on. It's fantastic work. We definitely need more people you know, promoting a healthy lifestyle and helping others to make change. So I really appreciate you guys having me on here. Thank you. Thank you so much, Tyler, and hopefully we'll catch up with you when you're in Melbourne, and uh, I'm looking forward to meeting you. Now, everybody, make sure you go to our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash The Wellness Guys, and tell us what you thought of this episode. It was a ripper. I loved it. I'm telling you that right now. I might give us a five-star rating. Share this podcast with your friends and family and other strangers you think need a wellness update. Subscribe to us on iTunes, and while you're there, definitely leave us a five-star rating, and uh, and leave comments too, because we love them. We love the comments. Until next week, begin creating wellness into your lives. Lead by example. Thanks very much, Marcus Pierce, for filling in for the boys. And let's change the world's health together. Join us next week on The Wellness Guys Show. This has been a production of TheWellnessCouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on Facebook.com forward slash TheWellnessCouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.